This is the Practical Teaching Tips Podcast. I am your host, Richard James Rogers, high school science and chemistry teacher and author of the award-winning book, The Quick Guide to Classroom Management. Hello everybody and welcome to today's episode on the Practical Teaching Tips podcast. I am your host Richard James Rogers and today I have a few questions for you. Do you use your school library with your students? How do you use the school library and how often do you use it? Do you think that school libraries are redundant in today's digital age where we're all connected with various different devices? Um, Are school libraries the domain of English teachers and language teachers only? Are there any benefits of taking students to a school library if you teach a subject like, for example, design technology or science or mathematics? Well, um, in my opinion, I still think that school libraries are very useful um, and very um, joyful and enriching spaces when time in the school library is planned very carefully. And what I'm going to do today, um, as I usually do, is I'm going to read a blog post which I've written over at my blog for teachers, which is richardjamesrogers.com. And I will link to the blog post in this episode description. So enjoy, and here goes. One often overlooked part of the school is the library, a place where so much deep learning, joy, and enrichment can take place when visits are planned properly. I, like so many of us born before the widespread introduction of the internet, can personally recall experiences of going to local libraries or school libraries to do the necessary studying and research needed to succeed in our exams. Back then, we kind of had to find the information we needed in books. We didn't have many alternatives, unlike today's digital natives. My local library in Flint, North Wales, was, thankfully, well-stocked with great books. My Easter strategy in 1999, when revising for my GCSE exams, was simple. Spend every day at the library using every textbook I could um, to revise every topic I could. In today's connected world, libraries can still fulfill a number of important purposes and there are still many, many ways in which teachers can utilize library space and time with their students. Tip number one, individual or group reading time. This might sound like an old fashioned activity but it's actually never been more important to be mindful of students' screen time. A Dutch study, for example, involving 10,000 participants in Rotterdam, concluded that smartphones are causing nearsightedness in children. This has also been backed up by studies and observations in Canada, America and Ireland. 
The Harvard T.H. Chan School of Public Health caused shockwaves in 2016 with the conclusion of its study that smartphone and tablet use correlates strongly with obesity in teens. Similar findings have come from a number of respectable sources, including a massive global joint study between Stanford University and the American National Institutes of Health, which was concluded in 2015. Sleep deprivation is a common side effect of smartphone and tablet addiction. Research from the Division of Cardiology at the University of California at San Francisco, for example, has found that the use of mobile devices near bedtime is connected with low-quality sleep. Of course, it's unrealistic to think that some time spent in the library each week doing some reading of physical books will solve these problems. However, if reading time is planned properly, then students can develop a love and passion for reading as time goes by. And this is important because reading physical books is associated with many, many benefits, such as, number one, a 2010 study by the University of Liverpool found that reading can alleviate the symptoms of depression and improve overall well-being. Secondly, a 2015 research summary by Professor Alice Sullivan presented strong evidence to suggest that, and I quote, encouraging a love of reading has an important role to play in promoting learning both in childhood and in adult life, unquote. And lastly, a fact that teachers have known for a long time, that extensive reading improves language acquisition and confidence in the use of technical or key terminology. This is supported by lots of research, including an excellent and thorough 1997 paper by Paul, Na Paul Nation of the Victoria University of Wellington. And by the way, everyone listening to this, um, all of the links to those studies and research papers can be found within the blog post, which is linked in this episode description. Tip number two, collaborate and create. Set up times or clubs in the library where students can read to each other and perhaps generate some kind of creative output, perhaps building a model of what they've read, for example, for design technology, calculating and mapping the frequency of different words, that could be for mathematics, for example, or even creating the costumes the characters might be wearing. Textiles might be a subject where that would be appropriate. When reading becomes an active process, students realize that there's actually a lot of juice one can squeeze from a book, or even a short segment of text. The possibilities for collaboration in reading, coupled with creative outputs, really are limited only by one's imagination. In fact, you may wish to crowdsource ideas from the children themselves, perhaps by using a worksheet or prompt like the one that is linked in the blog post in this episode description. Number three. Use the library as a base to host reading and reading-related competitions and events. Some ideas to consider are 
Number one, celebrate World Book Day by allowing students to come into school dressed as their favourite book characters. Perhaps offer special prizes for the best costumes or even run a fashion show on the day. Award plus points or merits or whatever your school's rewards tokens are for students who bring in their favourite books on the day. Secondly, invite a local author to come into school to talk about their work. As an author myself, I know for a fact that the author will love the opportunity to gain some exposure, and if you ask politely, you may even get some free signed books for school out of it. Thirdly, run book clubs or events by genre. Specialization can generate more interest in reading. Have a day for self-help books, one for non-fiction, one for animals, anything that the students are interested in. Fourthly, take the students to a reading-related place, such as a local library or an actual location from a book. Students will often be unaware that these places exist in the first place, and their discovery may set in motion some profound changes that result in a love of reading. My primary school took me to a local library as a child, for example, and that place became my study hangout in my teens. I just loved being surrounded by all of those books. It's a feeling that's very unique. Number four, do a library scavenger hunt. Do you know what a library scavenger hunt is? If you do, then great. To my shame and embarrassment, however, I only recently learned what such an activity involves. The idea is pretty simple. Draw up a list of different types of book for your students to find. Uh, for example, information books, picture books, books, authors with the same initials as them, books that cover certain topics, and award points for each one they track down. You can also create a scavenger hunt for really young children who can't yet read by giving them pictures to find, like a book, a desktop computer, a magazine, a beanbag, and so on. Number five. Do a book-related quiz. This is a simple yet effective idea, and it can be applied to any subject area. Divide your students into groups and provide them with the textbooks needed to answer questions in a quiz or worksheet you give to them, or you can get the students to go and find the textbooks from the shelves. Different groups could cover different topics and report back to each other, for example, as in a marketplace activity. Or, all groups could cover the same topic, but with different books as resource material. This will teach students how to look up information in books whilst providing a fun, competitive environment at the same time. The fastest team to complete the worksheet could win the competition, or perhaps points could be assigned to each question. Okay, well, that's the end of the blog post, everybody. Um, I really hope that was interesting and useful. Do please check out my blog for teachers at richardjamesrogers.com. On there, you will find hundreds and hundreds of free articles 
covering a whole range of practical teaching tips, techniques, ideas and advice and resources. And also check out my books for teachers on Amazon. My most famous book is The Quick Guide to Classroom Management, 45 Secrets That All High School Teachers Need to Know. And that book is available at all good retailers and has even won an award. It's won the reader's favorite bronze medal for nonfiction in the education category. So check that out. And thank you very much for joining me today. And I will speak with everybody again very, very soon. Bye-bye for now. Take care and stay safe.